well and hope you've been able to catch up with the earlier sessions today that we've had with Sitapa Prabhu and Amarendra Prabhu. Uh, this third uh, session that we have today is a continuation of the previous session. So we heard from Amarendra Prabhu about how Mother Yashoda binded up Krishna. And now we're going to be hearing like the continuation of the pastime from the Srimad Bhagavatam about how after Krishna was bound up, what happened, his uh, encounter with the Yamla Arjun trees and uh, the story behind Manigura with um, his grace, Mahatprabhu. We're very honored to have uh, Mahatprabhu. Um, he is a Srila Prabhupada disciple. He's been uh, giving talks for the last 40, 50 years, many years. I'll just read a few things from uh, his bio. There we go. Just looking for it. Okay. So Mahaprabhu was born in Los Angeles, California in the 1950. At the age of, sorry, at the age of 19, he first met Prabhupada through the Bhagavad Gita as it is. And later that year, he met Srila Prabhupada personally in Los Angeles. In 1970, he moved into the temple in Berkeley, California, and shortly received first and second initiation. He went on to do a variety of services, including book distribution, Sankirtan leader, temple resident, college preaching, congregational development, and various educational products. This has culminated in the work he does to today, developing workshops, social media, online courses, and books both for devotees as well as the general public through his company called Sattva. And if you want to find out more details, the website is called thesattvaaway.com. And he practically shows the many ways that... Better Krishna than just going to Mahatmadas. Okay. Better, better for now, Mahatmadas.com. Mahatmadas, okay. For devotees. For devotees, okay. Thank you, Prabhu. Um, he practically shows the... He practically shows the many ways that Krishna consciousness offers solutions to today's challenges and writes and teaches in a way that resonates with devotees and people in general by helping them see life as spiritual practice. Mahaprabhu is well known in ISKCON for his recorded and live music, most notably his recording of the Brahma Samhita, but also his workshops on essential topics such as japa, forgiveness, humility, vows and marriage. Uh, he is based in Alaska, Florida, with his wife, Janva, and his daughter, Prajatundri, and he travels for about four months a year. So I used to, not anymore. Not anymore, <laughs> yes, due to the pandemic. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, without further ado, I give you, present you Mahaprabhu to take us through the deliverance of uh, Yamuna. Oh, what? <clears throat> How long does this go for? I forgot to look at the schedule. Sure. So uh, we, we, we plan to go for about one hour, one hour, 15 minutes. And then we've got like about 15 minutes for Q&A. Okay. And then at seven o'clock UK time. So I think that's 2, 2 p.m. your time. Um, we'll have uh, RT and Damodaras to come prayers. Okay. If we could aim for about that sort of thing, that'd be great. All right. Just if I'm in an hour and 15 minutes, if I'm still talking, just let me know. Or an hour and 10 minutes. Well, now it's an hour and five minutes. Let me know. Sure. Will do. Um, Thank you. It, it, there's, there's so much that can be said just on one point of, uh, in, in this Lila with the speak of all of them. So uh, we'll see how far we get. 
Lord's pastimes. And so whenever we do anything in Krishna consciousness, we should always remember where it came from, that these are all gifts of Srila Prabhupada. And when you were saying I was a Prabhupada disciple, I was, I was having a reaction, thinking, no, you're all Prabhupada disciples. Just, you know, I, just had to be, I just had to be there while Prabhupada was alive in the right place at the right time, but we're all Prabhupada disciples. So it's nice to be here with you and see all of you, those of you who I know and those who I'm not, haven't yet met, but I've met many of you. And somehow or other, I've been doing a lot of programs in London, although I'm here in Florida by Zoom uh, in the last few months, and I'm going to be doing some more. I kind of feel like I live in London. Hare Krishna. So, when I was first asked to talk about this pastime, the first thing that came to my mind was the mercy of Narada Muni. And then, of course, thinking about the mercy of Prabhupada and thinking how the mercy of Krishna is manifested through the devotees. So I want to go through the Leela, but I definitely want to spend some time focusing on that. I think it's important. And I told my daughter uh, about the topic, and she said, oh, well, it seems from this Leela, if, if you want love of Godhead, then you just have to get high and Go out with your girlfriend and you know go play in a river somewhere and you'll get love of Godhead. Joking that way, but that's actually what happened. And then, and then I was thinking, but this is not so far-fetched because some of you may know that in when Prabhupada went to San Francisco, just north of San Francisco, you've heard of the Golden Gate Bridge. If you go across the Golden Gate Bridge, you go into an, uh, a nice area of lots of farm and forests and country, you know, much like your country, much like the wonderful Great Britain. And there were devotees living on a ranch or a farm together. Well, they weren't devotees yet, but they became devotees. How many of you know that story? Well, I can't see most of you, but you can... Do your little emoticon hand. You know the story. Uh, it was a ranch Prabhupada went to. Who knows the name? I just forgot the name. I forget the name. But anyway, this was during the hippie days. So during the hippie days, there were lots of communes. And Prabhupada went out there, and they were all naked. Prabhupada went there, and they were all naked. And he preached to them. So it's very similar. What's the name of that ranch? Oh, I remembered it this morning. OK, 
can't remember now. It doesn't matter. So, um, and one devotee, one of my godbrothers, tells me a story. He was doing farming. He was naked, and he went up and shook Prabhupada's hand while he was naked. So, so my daughter joking is actually true. And, of course, they're hippies, so they were all getting high every day. So, what Narada Muni did, Prabhupada did. Interesting way to start the story. So, um, is it Morning Star, Rand? Somebody just mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, Morning Star. Yeah, and so, yeah, Morning Star. Um, those are kind of Indian, indigenous Indian names like Morning Star, and like they would name places after nature. So, um, now what's interesting. You know, it, it's interesting to ask why. Why did Narada Muni bless Nadakovar Mani Griva? Why did he choose to do that while they're doing something so wrong? And of course, one of the answers is that a devotee, his his fundamental nature, or at least of a pure devotee, the fundamental nature is compassion. So they really they really can't do anything to harm anyone, and any curse they give ultimately will be beneficial. So, Prabhupada says that, that you know, he was thinking, these are sons of Nalaku Veramani Griva, this is, the, you can't, you can't allow this to happen, this is wrong. And uh, I want to make right of something really wrong. You know, it's like, let's say, you know, you have two friends and they're from a very aristocratic family and then they just end up taking drugs and you know everyone will think this is like this is wrong if they, you know if they grew up in a you know a very poor neighborhood and everyone's taking drugs you know it's just the kind of normal but this is not normal they should this shouldn't be done but what really what really prompted nardamuni was the pride not not that they were bathing with women and not that they were intoxicated, but when Narada Muni showed up, they didn't do anything. They they were like, "What's the big deal?" You know, or, you know why, Narada Muni? Why are you so upset that we didn't bow down to you? You know what's you know, what's your problem? Kind of like that was their mood. But the girls, they immediately they were ashamed and they covered themselves up. And so, when Narada Muni saw the pride, he said, "This is this is very bad. Pride is." It's so destructive to our spiritual life. Pride is really poison to our spiritual life. So Nardamani thought, this they are sons of Nalukovera. This cannot be allowed. This has to be rectified. Now, what's interesting is when he cursed them, then the girls thought, Oh no, we're next. And Narayamani said, no, you're not next. I'm not going to curse you. He said, because you did not exhibit pride. You were, you were ashamed. And I will bless you that someday you will get pure Krishna consciousness. So that's what happened to them. They didn't have to go for 20,000 years as trees. Isn't that interesting? Because they didn't have pride. The, the other thing which is also interesting is that if you look through the Bhagavatam, you will see again and again and again, when a devotee becomes proud, Krishna does something to curb their pride. He's always curbing 
the pride of Brahma, the pride of Indra, the pride of this one and the pride of that one. And you could say he was curbing the pride of Hiranyakashipu, of Kamsa, Hiranyaksha, all of them, by killing them, Ravana and so forth. But specifically, when a devotee becomes proud, Krishna reacts. The gopis apparently became proud and Krishna left them. He said, you can't, I can't have a relationship with you. You're proud. So, of course, it was part of a more transcendental lila, but generally, when a devotee becomes proud, Krishna removes himself or Krishna does something to correct it. So, just as Krishna does it, Narada is doing the same thing. He's curbing their pride. And if you study, if you study Krishna consciousness from, from the position of, of, you really study what is pride in the context of Krishna consciousness, you have to come to the conclusion that pride has no place in Krishna consciousness. It is basically poison for your spiritual life. And therefore, Krishna is always trying to weed it out. And I bet all of you listening today and every devotee you know has been in some situation where something embarrassing happened and you realize Krishna arranged it to humble you. Isn't it? You know, like you, you just did something or said something and it became known to others and it was a little humiliating. Humiliated and humble. They, they seem to go together, right? So, But when that happens, Krishna... You, you know, we realize Krishna had done this. I don't know if it's still up there, but last time I was in Bhaktivedanta Manor, maybe not the last time, but maybe a few years, three years back, I went up to the Brahmacharya Ashram, and they have a bulletin board up there. And on the bulletin board, there was a quote where Srila Bhakti Siddhanta said, if anyone criticizes you, you should think, uh, this person is just helping me become more humble than a blade of grass. So, that's how we're supposed to see it, that anything that can make us humble is welcome, although we don't always welcome it or feel good about it. But anything that can make us more humble is welcome because pride is the enemy, arrogance is the enemy, false ego is the enemy, humility is a symptom of pure bhakti. Humility is the path to pure bhakti. It's so important. When devotees were arguing and devotees were proud, Oh, was Prabhupada ever upset? And he would just tell them, cooperate, work together, be humble, don't be critical. Now, Bhakti Siddhanta would not hear criticism. He wouldn't allow it. So I think these things are important to understand. So that's where Narada Muni is coming from. So that's where I want to start. So Narada Muni is perfectly representing Krishna's desire, and now he's... Um, And now he's doing Krishna's work. Um, so, Narada Muni curses, right? So now what's the problem now that the curse is done? Well, Krishna is obliged to his, to his pure devotees to do whatever they say. So it's like Krishna doesn't have a choice now. Now he's got to show mercy on Nalukavira Mani Griva simply because his pure devotee said, you will be blessed eventually. This curse I'm giving you is going to purify you. I have to curse you as trees because I have to humble you. And then Nalukavira Mani Griva said, okay, we were expecting worse than this, so we can deal with it. And they said, but 
What about in Vrindavan? Can we be a tree in Vrindavan? And Narada Muni said, okay, you can be a tree in Vrindavan. So, you know, it's looking better. <laughs> it's looking good now, right? They thought it was going to be worse, like, you know, maybe a worm and stool for a hundred years of Brahma, and they, and they get only 20,000 years. And by their standards, you know, 20,000 years is not a long time because they're demigods. So that's like a drop in the bucket. And so, and so now Krishna's, Krishna's thinking, okay, um, I have to do this because I'm a puppet in the hand of my pure devotee. And um, I have to, you know, make sure that Narda's curse bears, uh, bears fruit, which is that Narda's goal was, okay, you go to Vrindavan, you'll get purified, and then you get love of Krishna. That was ultimately Narada Muni's goal, is that I want to give them love of Krishna. And that's why my daughter was joking. Well, if you want to get love of Krishna, go get high and go find, find some girls and go play in a river. Of course, you have to play in Kailash, and Narada Muni has to be around, and you have to be the sons of Nalukavarama and Agriva. So if those things aren't set up, then probably it's better just to follow the four regular principles, chant Hare Krishna. Okay, um, so now, so what's happening? So they lived as trees, and they were called Arjuna trees. And they were joined together, like coming from one trunk, and then it was like this. This is what they look like, kind of like here's the ground and the trees. So they're twenty thousand years in Vrindavan, but what what is what is really special? is a lot of Krishna's pastimes were going on in that courtyard where they were. So here they are, two trees sitting in the courtyard, and now they're, aside from being in Vrindavan, which is itself very purifying, they're in the courtyard, and they're watching all the pastimes. So what's going on here? Well, Narada Muni wanted to give them love of Godhead, but they weren't in a condition where they could get it. Because if they were, he would have just given it to them. So Narada Muni's idea was, well, you have to live as tree, as trees, which is be your punishment and your austerity, but you'll be in Vrindavan, you'll get purified, and then after, after all that purification, you'll get to see Krishna's Leela, and then you'll be totally ready. So when Krishna pulls you down and you come out, you're like completely ready and you'll get love of Godhead. So that was Narada Muni's idea. So it was all a blessing, but he couldn't give them love of God right away because they weren't purified. Which, you know, all of us want love of Krishna, right? We, when do you want love of Krishna, Prabhu? I want it yesterday, right? Do you want love of Krishna yesterday? And we're all chanting every day thinking, when's it going to come? And it'll come when we're qualified. But love of Krishna can only come when Krishna decides to give it. So Krishna had to say, okay, Narada, you want me to do this, so I'm bound by your desire and I'll do it. Nalukavara and Manigriva can't earn love of Krishna because it doesn't work that way. You can advance in bhakti all the way up to bhava, but to get prema, you can't climb your way up. Krishna has to give it to you. And so Krishna decided, I'm going to give it. And now they're ready to get it because they've been sitting in the courtyard. 
for 20,000 years in Vrindavan, and now in the last few years they're getting to see Krishna's pastimes. So you've probably been telling the story. I don't know how far you got into it, but I thought we should start right at that point when Krishna starts dealing with the mortar. Is that the place I should start? Siddharth, I'm assuming I should start there because that's kind of what you asked me to talk about. Um, so where we left off previously was, excuse me, was just where Mother Shuddha has basically bounded Krishna. Yeah. That's where we left off. Okay. So now Krishna's bound up and she, she goes away. And he's like, oh my God, my mother is like angry with me. She threatened me with a stick. I've never seen that before. And, you know, it said that <laughs> she wasn't really binding him to punish him. She just didn't want him to run around and create more mischief. So she tied him up. Did you know that? Did he explain that? That it wasn't a punishment. It was just she thought, oh, he's going to create a mess. You know, he's going to break more pots and whatever. So she tied him up. So now Krishna's in this position where he's actually, a, he's really afraid. His mother's never dealt with him that way. And later on, hopefully you'll hear in the story, that when Nandamaraj comes out and he sees what happened after the trees fell, and he's like, Jasoda, why did you, why did you type your son? It's really bad. He was really upset with her. And he was so upset with her, she ended up going away and just hid in her room. And Krishna was upset with her also. And I'm getting ahead of myself, but I just want to say one thing. It was so interesting. She got upset. She went in her room and just stayed there. And then Nanda was dealing with it, everything. And Krishna was upset with her also for being tied up and punished. And then eventually Krishna calmed down. And when Krishna calmed down, she calmed down and she came out. It's they're connect, They're so connected that she feels what he feels. That's interesting. Okay, so now, you know, the trees are there, Krishna's tied up, and Krishna's thinking, okay, so, you know, I have to, like, fulfill Narada's desire. This is what he wants, so it's like, it's time to make it happen. So, for his sake, I'm going to bless Nalukavira Mani Griva. And um, even though they weren't qualified to meet Krishna, they had actually no qualification. Because it, the Acharyas say, you know, it's not because they were wealthy and sons of Kuvera per se. There's no material qualification for Bhakti. So, they weren't really qualified for it. So as we know, it's only because Narada when he wanted it. So, so, um, so just to give you a visual picture of how it worked, Krishna, he got on his knees. You know, so the the he's tied to the mortar. There's ropes around him, right? So he's, how is he going to move it? So he got on his knees, <laughs> and all his friends were up on the hill watching. And what happened? Interestingly, his friends couldn't come down. By Yogamaya's potency, he wanted his friends to not be there because Nalakavera is going to come down and he just wants to deal with them alone. So the boys are up on the hill and they're looking and Krishna's like kind of looking at them, smiling, going, check this out, what I'm going to do. And the boys are thinking, hmm, I wonder what he's going to do. 
because he does so many amazing things. I know he's he's given us that look like, okay, I'm up to something, and it's going to be wonderful. But they don't know what they're going to do. And now they can't come down. They're just like, they try to come. They can't, they can't move. Okay, you know, Maya, uh, Yoga Maya has got them there. So he's like, okay, check me out. We're going to do something. So what he did was, um, he started, he was thinking, Krishna was thinking, if I go too fast, <clears throat> everybody's going to hear what's going on. And he wanted to liberate Nalukavara Mani Griva without anybody knowing anything. So if I move the mortar too fast, it's going to be loud. Everyone's going to be thinking, what's going on out there? So he had to do it very slowly. Um, but then the boys are looking at it and he's not even pulling it and the mortar's moving. And they're thinking, what's going did you, you see that? He just the mortar's moving. He's he's just sitting there, the mortar's moving. How is it moving? And then they're looking and they're seeing the rope is pulling the mortar and he's just sitting there. He's not doing anything. And <laughs> it describes the rope is like it's like pulling and it's coming up. So Krishna didn't have any support from the rope and he you know he was moving forward and he fell back because otherwise the rope was tight kind of holding him and then he fell back. And so the acharyas say the two things they say they say the rope and the mortar were living entities devotees or that they became living entities when they were touched by Krishna. But it amounts to the same thing. Which which also explains why in the last prayer of Dhamma you know the last prayer? Namaste du Dhamne, Spoda Deepti Dhamne. Sajivrata Muni is praying to the rope. And I don't know if you ever thought that was strange, that he would pray to a rope. I always thought that, well, what is this rope he's praying? Why is he praying to the rope? And so here we understand the rope as a devotee engaged in Krishna's pastimes. So he's praying to the rope as a devotee. You know, if someone is engaged in Krishna's pastimes, you know, you can pray to them. They've seen it. They have mercy to give you. So that was the idea. So the rope and the mortar are living entities, and they were moving. They were moving along. Um, so... So this is what happened. Remember I was explaining? It's like this. So the mortar, Krishna brings the mortar right, you know, slowly, 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 slowly. Then there's this section and he places the mortar there right between where the two trees are growing so that when he pulls the mortar, they can fall over. Um, that's how it works. And the mortar and the the mortar, you know, because it's a living entity, was, you know, they're fully into the pastime, right? They know what's going on, and the mortar is helping him. Um, and and the rope was talking to the mortar, and the rope is saying, well, it's just about to happen. We're going to pull over the trees. And the mortar is saying, yeah, this is a wonderful pastime. Uh and so now, 
So the mortar, the mortar's coming, right? The mortar's coming, but it's not. It's it's like too high to 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 be able to knock over the tree. So the mortar turns it turns sideways so we can catch both of the trees. So you know it's like okay, everything's just going fine right now. <laughs> uh, and so. Um, so the mortar turns on its side, um, and Krishna smiles like, "Okay, you know, I know what's going on." And the mortar says, "Friend, prepare yourself. I'm ready." And do you know that that? Do I don't know if you know this. Do you know? You you know, you know that. Jusod is getting all these ropes, ropes, longer, 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 it's not working. And, you know, she doesn't know what to do, and she pulls out her hair tie, and that's what she tied Krishna up with, the hair tie in the end. Did you know that? That's so funny, isn't it? So this rope is actually the hair tie right now. Yeah, that's a, another thing, right? So, um, right. And, um, yeah. They weren't that strong, but um, they weren't practicing the ropes that were being used are not really strong enough for the job, but because Krishna wanted the job done and they're living beings, they, they became strong. So, um, so now the mortar positions itself across the two trees. And then the rope gets really tight. Um, and the trees now feel the rope and the mortar, and they began shivering in ecstasy, thinking, okay, now we're being touched by Krishna, and thinking, and thinking, okay, our time in trees is over, and we're going to meet Krishna. So they were actually ecstatic. Isn't that interesting? So then, um, if you were to watch this scene, you would see Krishna tugging at the trees, like, you know, making expressions, like, really intense on his face, you know, like, mm, like somebody pulling a truck or something, you know. His lips were clenched, and he's tugging, mm, and he looked like he was, like, exhausted, and... And then that was actually at that point that he fell back. <laughs> um, and then the Arjun trees. They, you know, how did they fall? Well, Krishna's in the middle, and the trees fell out to the side so they wouldn't hit him. Um, so now what the Acharyas say uh, is like two things are going on. Krishna's playing like a little boy, but he topples trees, you know. So it's like he's playing like this little kid that can't do anything like that, and then he does something like that. So he's manifesting two potencies, that one of them is the Aishvarya, Aishvarya which means opulence. So, um, but he's manifesting his sweetness as a child, Um which was the same thing that was happening when Mother Yasoda couldn't tie him up. It's like, 
in his pastimes, he manifests what's ever necessary. So sometimes he manifests the sight of God, and nobody really gets it. They just think, well, he's kind of special. But that's what he's doing here in order to have the strength to pull the trees down. Um, but it looked like, you know, from Krishna's perspective, you know, he's like struggling, but actually that was just play. It was quite easy. Um, it was all happening by this Aishvarya Shakti. Um, but it was so, he was just a little boy. So it was cute. Um, now, <laughs> there was this, the trees fall, right? And there's this huge, 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 huge sound. And even the demigods could hear it. So, obviously, the Brajbasis who were all in the house, uh, his his parents and the others, they heard something. So, um, and here in this story, uh, it said that it was such a sound you couldn't even describe it. It kind of sounded like thunderbolts. And um, residents of Braja are like, what is going on here? And they kind of became frantic. And um, it said they fainted, which, of course, gave Krishna more time to deal with Nalukavarmani uh, Griva. And in Krishna's Leela, it's so amazing because if you look at Krishna's Leela as if it were written as a script and produced for a movie, it just works out that way because Krishna can arrange anything he wants. So, you know, there's the sound, then everybody faints. Okay, great. They all fainted. I've got time to deal with Nalukavaramani Griva. He just, he writes the script and then he makes it happen. That's just how it works. Um, somehow or other, when the trees dropped, all the friends went ah, like that, and they were fine. And they were still, they still couldn't come down because still Krishna hadn't dealt personally with Nalukavara Mani Griva. So they were just sitting there and they were fine. Like, yeah, he's our friend, you know, he's like, he does all kinds of, all kinds of things. We have no, coward boys are like fearless. They've seen Krishna do everything. So, um, so, um, yeah. Now, what's funny? Uh, what's funny? This scene keeps happening. So the trees come down, right? Um, it's a picture of the scene. <laughs> Krishna did this a few times. He pulls the trees down, big explosion, like an atomic bomb. And now they're down, and he's got the rope, and he's just like, you know, playing with the rope. Like, maybe I can demonstrate here. I have something. If you can see it, and then I can, we can do a little acting here. Okay, I'm going to play with something like a rope. Like this. So Krishna's kind of just, you know, sometimes boys, they'll just go like that. You know, just fooling around. So the trees come down, and Krishna's sitting there like this, just like, you know, playing with a rope, like nothing happened. And he does this a few times. It's kind of funny. So, um... And it's kind of like, kind of like covers his Aishvarya as God. Now he's just he's back to this like little kid, just like playing. Um, so 
the two demigods come out and they're they're as I guess you say in do you say this in England? Dressed to the nines? Is that a is that is that a British statement? He was dressed to the nines. Have you heard that before? Or is that an uh, American? I personally haven't, but uh, oh, maybe, maybe somebody else can mention it on the chat if they have. Someone has ha heard it, yeah. Yeah, somebody like so I saw somebody nod their head, yes. Yeah. They were they were decked out as demigods, dressed to the nines. Sydney, is that an American thing or Sid um maybe some devotees are too transcendental to be connected with the material. You've heard it before, Sydney? I personally haven't, but somebody on the chat mentioned that they have. Yeah, dressed to the nines. Anyway, yeah. So they were they were decorated. The the full, you know, like the full demigod thing, you know? And then they they um they went like this. They just went they went in the air and kind of came over to Krishna and then they came down and um obviously paid obeisances. Uh and uh, yeah, and they bowed down, obviously folding their palms, uh, and they began to pray. Um, and they said, "And Krishna, <laughs> he wasn't even looking at them." <laughs> and they said they began their prayers, and the, you know, Krishna's playing with the rope, and these guys are like coming up and coming down, <laughs> and he's like. Nothing's happening. And so they start praying, Oh Krishna, oh Krishna. And then, you know, when someone calls your name, you look up. And then Krishna, like, Krishna, oh, 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 you guys. <laughs> um, and so they, they begin praying and they're saying, we understand that this curse was all um, your plan to free us from the sin we were doing. And sometimes... You know, you have that experience in life and something bad happens and you and you realize, oh, this was all Krishna's plan because I was on a crash course. I was destroying myself. So they began telling Krishna that we understand this is your causeless mercy and and we're just like so appreciative. And um, <laughs> Krishna made a mischievous smile and he said, there's the whole so many things Krishna said. We don't have time for it, but Krishna, we get the basic idea. Krishna said, um, "I'm just a naughty boy. I'm a naughty coward boy tied to a mortar. You know, look at me. I'm just like I was just got punished by my mother. Like, like, um, why are you respecting me? You know, you're like exalted demigods, and I'm just like this little coward boy is getting punished by his mother." So Krishna's playing with them, you know, smiling mischievously. He's playing with them, and and they know who he is. And uh, and they said, "No, you're not just a coward boy. You liberated us. Coward boys can't do that. Only only the master of the universe can do that. And we know you're the supreme person." Krishna clapped his hands and laughed, uh, and he said, "Krishna's playing with them. Krishna likes to play and joke." He said, why are you making up stories about me? Like, I'm the master of creation. Can't you see who I am? You know, can't you see I'm just a coward boy tied up by my mother? You know, what, what's this? Like, I'm, I'm the controller. Uh, but but Nala Kuvera, then he understood, okay, Krishna's playing with us, so he went along long with it. Um, 
And so he started saying, no, no, we know who you are. It's Brahma Samhita. So, he, you know, he's going to go with it because he knows Krishna's going to play with him. So he's bringing in all the Shastra. Um, and um, says in the Brahma Samhita, Ishra Parma Krishna, controller of controllers. And then Krishna says, yeah. But there's so many people with the name of Krishna. <laughs> so, you know, this is fun. It's like Prabhupada sometimes would debate with his disciples and he would take the devil's advocate. So, um, then Mani Griva comes in. First it was Nalagavir, then Mani Griva comes in. But there's only one who tends Sarabhi cows and who's served by the gopis. And it plays the flute. Uh, and then Krishna turned away. He didn't say anything. And then he went like this. Like, okay, keep going. <laughs> like, he didn't deny it. He said, just keep going. You know, let's hear what else you're going to say. And um, and Mani Griva felt like, okay, he's going to listen. He's, he's okay. We can glorify him now. And so they began to glorify him in... It, you know, again, you mercifully liberated us and uh, from our bondage. Um, and then Krishna starts playing with, you know, so many prayers like that. Then Krishna starts playing. Are, are you saying that I'm responsible for your misdeeds? Like interpreting it that way, that, you know, you liberated us and somehow or other I'm entangled in your misdeeds. Um, and, you know, because it's a philosophical point, well, ultimately... Everything depends on Krishna. He's the ultimate controller. So Nalakavira says, well, you know, you permit everything to happen, so you're the remote cause, ultimately. So you, you, it's like, you let us do it. <laughs> so they're having this philosophical discussion. And then Krishna says, so you mean I did everything and you're free of offense? Um, and then they said, you know, Krishna's playing with them. They said, no, we take responsibility um, but because the scriptures say you're the cause of everything, we think that we are worthy of your grace because you can you can give us your mercy. You could do anything. Um, and and while this is going on, Krishna's like, now he goes to the mortar and he's playing with it. And they're like, the demigods are like, why is he playing with the mortar? Uh, and um, something funny happens. Um, anyway, I'll tell. It happens later. Uh, and so they're looking at Krishna and think the he's tight. He's like Kunti, you know. You're how you're bound. You're the controller. So they're looking at him and saying, "This is, you know, it's strange. You're bound by a rope when um, tied by your mother when." It's like you're in control of everything. So they were, they actually were a little confused at that point. And like Kunti, they said, we can't really understand you. And in trying to, we're just, in trying to understand you, we're just getting confused. Um, um, so they said, I think it's better we just offer obeisances and chant your glories. And sometimes Prabhupada said that also, like sometimes. You know, if you get confused a bit, well, they just offer prayers <laughs> because sometimes you can't understand Krishna. So, now, 
So at, at a certain point, Krishna saw they're getting really bewildered. They don't know what to do. So Krishna said, okay. Um, then Krishna did something. This is interesting what he did. So he saw that, you know, he's playing with them and they're getting confused, you know, back and forth. You know, why is he saying this? And he's God and he's bound by ropes and he's, is he joking with us or what's going on? He's getting all, they're getting a little confused. And then Krishna bestows the samvit potency on them. Samvit is the knowledge potency. And all of a sudden, by his mercy, they understand everything. Isn't that amazing? Wouldn't you like the samvit potency? Just, doom, then you un it's like, everything's clear. I understand everything. So, you know, he felt sorry for them. He said, I'm playing with them. I'm bewildering them. So he, he gives them the samvit potency. And, and they became ecstatic because now they could understand his position. And they, and they begin reciting all kinds of prayers. And you'll see in the Bhagavatam, whenever anyone meets Krishna, they start reciting all kinds of prayers. And we don't have time for all the prayers, but we can discuss some of them. But that's naturally what they do, glorifying Krishna's position. So now it was like clear. They had the Sambit potency, and it was clear who Krishna was. So they just had a party with their prayers. And now they, they kind of felt encouraged. Well, we know who he is, and so we can pray. We're not bewildered. So, so one of the things they said is, you are the source of all incarnations, the avatari. And then Krishna still is playing with him. He said, well, on what grounds do you draw that conclusion? And so Mani Griva said, um, he said, well, that's easy. We, we were here in this courtyard watching your leelas. And... Um, we were here in your land getting purified. And, you know, we saw you kill Putana, Janavarta, Saktasura. And, you know, these weren't the activities of a little cowherd boy. These were the superhuman activities of the, of the Supreme. Uh, and then Nala Kovera said, and we saw you reveal the universe. They got to see this. Isn't that amazing? Who else saw this? I don't, you know, I was under the impression nobody saw this. When Krishna opened his mouth, Mother Yasoda saw the universe, but Nalukavaramani Griva, they saw it also. That's amazing. Would you like to see that someday? Um, so they saw all these things. Um, so they said, you know, look at, look at Krishna. We saw this. You can't, you can't fool us. We saw this. We know who you are. Um, and then they bowed, they put their heads, their helmets to the ground. Kind of interesting, right? They were demigods and cursed as trees, and they came out with their, you know, beautifully dressed. Um, don't ask me how that happened. I can't say, but demigods can do it, I guess. Um, and so at this point, they're becoming very ecstatic, and they're just like, they can't say anything because Krishna's. So amazing, they're just looking at Krishna, you could imagine. All the different emotions. Um, and they were crying. And they stood up. They were wiping their tears. And then they saw the cowboy boys up on the hill looking at them like, Oh my God! You know, something like that. Oh my Govinda! What's happening? Um, uh and they're thinking, 
Are these boys, like, are they going to get us in trouble? Are they going to get Krishna in trouble? And, you know, that crashing was pretty loud and all the Brajavasis are going to come. And they, they said, uh, I think we need to go now. But it was, a, it was difficult for them because they didn't want to go. So they said, they were just thinking, for this Leela, it should have a good ending. It's better they leave. Um, and they asked him, they said, well, can you give us some instructions, um, something we can fulfill, what we can do? Um, and they said, whatever you instruct us, we have this desire. We always want to be your servants and the servant of Lord Shiva, Narada Muni, and all the Vaishnavas, and they said, and the cowherds. We want to be servants of the cowherds. Um, and then Krishna said, well, you know, service of the Brajabhasis, that's pretty rare. And Nala Kavira said, we know, but guess what? We're seeing you, and that's also rare. So, you know, I mean, anything's possible, right? Um, and said, uh, so they were humble, and Krishna likes humility, and he liked the desire. So he said, he said, well, actually, you're disciples of Narada, so why don't you go to him? And by my grace, he will fulfill your desires, because I'm pleased with both of you. Uh, he'll fulfill your desires. But because I'm pleased with you, you can ask a boon. So, you know, all your desires will be fulfilled by Narada, but you can ask a boon. And they looked at each other and they were smiling. Nalagavirmani Griva and um, looked at Krishna's feet. Uh, and they asked what every pure devotee asks, which is give me pure bhak. No, they asked what every pure devotee asks, give me a Mercedes Benz and a, and a big Tudor house. No, that's not what they asked. They asked, well, um, they asked for pure bhakti. That's what every pure devotee asks when Krishna says, what do you want? Um, then they said, they, they said, may our mind and senses be engaged in devotion. And they went down with each sense. May our minds be engaged in this way. May our tongues be engaged this way. May our ears be engaged this way. They just went down the whole list of senses. Um, and then they asked, and please, can we always think of the residence of Braja no matter where we are? And then they thought, could you come visit us at home? And they thought, no, we're not going to ask that. That's not right. Uh, and then Krishna says, um, mm. Krishna said, hold on. This is this is like interesting. This is kind of funny. This shows Krishna's mind, like where Krishna's at in his mind. So Krishna thought, they're glorifying me, and I'm like sitting here shackled by a rope. And they're telling me I'm the Lord, but I'm tied to a mortar. It's like, that doesn't seem right. And so when Krishna was thinking like that, he started smiling. And like this was kind of a serious time, and it was confusing Naluka Veramani Griva. And his smile kept getting further, uh, wider, because, um, and Krishna looked at them and, and they were like, What's going on? And it made Krishna laugh. So now he's laughing. And he's laughing more. Um, 
and now he's laughing and picking up the rope and he's playing with the rope and they like they don't know what's going on um so they had prayed they had prayed to him you know you're the supreme lord and everyone's bound by your maya and he's sitting there laughing that's the funniest thing i ever heard because i'm bound by this rope and he's just laughing laughing he goes that's so funny uh, everyone's bound by mine and bound by my rope of course Krishna was thinking actually it's not a rope it's my I'm bound by my mother's love but he he thought that um he thought he said look at me I'm tied up just like a calf what kind of lord is that uh and, and so so what's happening Krishna's laughing and his friends are looking at him thinking oh I don't know what he's doing I can't really hear but he looks like he's having fun and Krishna was actually in this Hastiras mood. Um, and he was having a good time. But then Krishna thought, you know, this isn't nice because they probably think he, Nalakavaramani Griva probably think I'm laughing at them and I'm ridiculing them. And I live in Vrindavan and they're my guests and I shouldn't treat them this way. So then he calmed down, and I have to encourage them, and this like I'm obliged to them because of Narada Muni. So he started just kind of going back into a smile, and then he put them at ease, and he said, "Your prayer is very nice. I'm pleased with you, and I uh, I'm pleased that you recognize Narada Muni as the cause of your good fortune." And then they started smiling. So everything is like. Everything is like good now, so it's having a happy ending. And then um, Narada Muni's, um, he said, you know, I knew Narada Muni was very kind to you. And uh, he said, if it wasn't for Narada Muni, I would have never shown people like you mercy. Uh, that would be contrary to everything I stand for. So this is, this is such an important point, and I want to talk about this in a minute, if you're still awake. I hope you're still awake. Um, So, you know, it's like they went through all of this and now Krishna's telling them, you know, you didn't deserve this. It was only because of Narada Muni. So it's a, it's, Krishna's intention is not to make them feel bad, but they did feel bad, but it was to glorify Narada Muni. So, um, but I think it was just icing on the case for sobriety because Krishna told them later, don't do this again. Don't ever offend devotees. And so, you know, he's just kind of making that point. So now it's becoming a little sober. Um, and he said, um, he said, actually what happened was Narada took away your wealth. And your wealth was your blindness. He took it away. And therefore, um, that was the thing getting in the way. There's a whole discussion in Bhagavatam about that, how wealth can get in the way if you're not careful. Um, and he said, Narada has made you sober, and he's brought you close to my pastimes, and this is the real blessing that you've got in my pastimes. And then what happens is, which is so beautiful, Krishna stops, and he starts meditating on Narada's love for him. Um, and, he think, and he was thinking, Narada, instead of being with me, he makes this sacrifice that he goes everywhere to preach all throughout the universe. And Krishna started crying. 
And and then now look at Ramani Rudra could feel, okay, Krishna's feeling like this intense love. So this this story ends on this note of the the mercy of the pure devotee on the conditioned soul, which is so obvious from this story, how much mercy was there. And Krishna himself is appreciating it so much. So we can we can also imagine that Krishna is feeling that with Prabhupada, who is doing what Narada Muni does. Very similar things. So Krishna knows what they're thinking, and he's just now, he's just, because Narada is their spiritual master now, and he's just glorifying Narada. That, you know, what a blessing it is to see a sadhu, um, and what a blessing especially to see Narada Muni, to have a spiritual master like that. Uh, who was so dear to me and offered his life. Uh, and then he said something, which is it's pretty significant, and we talk about this a lot, and I think it's important for those who are separated from their spiritual master or who never saw Prabhupada. He said, more important than being in their association is to hear from them. Um, um, and so... And Krishna said, by seeing Narada, you too have already been freed from material bondage. He said, therefore, asking for mercy, you don't need to ask for more. It's not necessary. Had you not seen Narada Muni, you would not be seeing me. Hence, your suffering would have not continued. So you already got, like you got all the mercy you need, so you don't need to ask for any more. Um, so then again, as I mentioned, he said, um, be careful, don't commit Vaishnava Parad. And now it's time for them to go. Um, cowboys are restless. They're trying to get free from these invisible bonds. The Brajabasis were like waking up and they're going to run down to see what happened. And Nagavaramani can sense this. And uh, Krishna said, you can return home. Now there's a problem. Uh, yeah. And Krishna blesses, not a problem. He blesses them. I, I will fulfill your... You will not have any obstacles. You'll be Krishna conscious. But the problem was they actually didn't want to leave. This was like really hard for them to leave. Um, so, um, yeah, you could imagine, right? They had to leave. And they were, you know, their legs were numb. They were crying. They were perspiring. They didn't want to go. This was like an amazing moment in their journey in this universe. Um, anyway, they had to go. They circumambulated Krishna. They paid obeisances to the ropes. And Krishna gave them a loving glance. And he said, please go. They bowed down one last time, looked back at Vrindavan, and then phew, off they were. And they were feeling separation from Vrindavan. They've been there. You know, you go to Vrindavan for two weeks, you feel separation. They were there for 20,000 years. Okay. So that's the story. Now we have, well, I've only been going 55 minutes. I just wanted to talk a little philosophy. Is philosophy allowed today? Is that okay? We had another story. The story, but it's mostly prayers and maybe a little more in the beginning uh, of the cursing, what happened. But that was the gist of it. So, um, 
the first point, or, or the main point I'd like to meditate on, is that Krishna is duty-bound to keep the promises of his devotees. And I don't know if you know this story, but it's very interesting because this is the time to tell the story about 16 rounds and four regular principles. Because Prabhupada said, if you chant 16 rounds and follow four regular principles, you go back to Godhead. And in Gaudiamath, they say, it will take you three lives, not one. And Prabhupada said, one life. And so here we see in this story, something impossible happened in which Narada is being, uh, is blessing these two people to get prema, and they don't deserve it. They're not qualified. There's no reason they should get it. The only reason they should get it is because Narada asked Krishna. And Krishna, therefore, has to do it. Just like when Brahma gave Hiranyakashipu the blessings, Krishna had to fulfill them, even though he didn't want to. And it was troublesome, because Krishna had to fulfill all his conditions, and it was such a problem that Krishna told Brahma, don't ever do that again. You know, that was like, you really like painted me into a corner here. Like all, I had to come, all these conditions, I had to figure out how am I going to do this. I had to come half lion, half man, you know, in, not in the house, out of the house, you know, at dusk, not with a weapon. You know, it was like, don't, don't make these promises again because once you do, you're my devotee. I am obliged to follow. It's interesting, isn't it? So Prabhupada was asked, where did the 16 rounds come from? What Shastra? And Prabhupada said, nowhere, I made it up. <laughs> like, made it up? So how do we understand that? Now, Prabhupada tried to give us more, 32, 60, 64 first, 32 didn't work. And so he said, do 16 minimum. You must at least do 16 minimum. I mean, obviously, if you're initiated or living in a temple, but if you're not doing 16, you should work yourself, you work your way up to that. So Prabhupada, what Shastra did it come in? Oh, it didn't come in any Shastra. I just like made it up. And so Prabhupada then subsequently said, many, many times if you chant 16 rounds, which means good rounds, and follow the four regular principles, you go back to Godhead, which of course means if you chant 16 good rounds and follow the four regular principles, so many other good things will come to qualify you. It doesn't mean 16 rounds and go to sleep, you know. I chanted 16 rounds while I was in my bed today, half asleep. Not, not those kinds of rounds. I kind of followed the four regs, you know, almost, 3.87621. Most of the time, no, not like that. So Prabhupada's saying, okay, like, I know it's hard to follow the four regs, and I know, you know, for you all think 16 rounds is a lot, but actually it isn't. If you can just do this, I've negotiated. This is how we understand it. I've negotiated with Krishna. Like, here's your pass in the back door to buy Kunta. And he'll know, you know, for I'm just for entertainment's sake. He'll know you're all losers because he'll see your pass. It's not the one to get you in the front door. And they go, oh, you must be disciples of Prabhupada. Okay, okay, loser, go in the back door. You know, you only did 16 rounds, four principles. Okay, but he said he wants you to get back in. and But you did spread Krishna consciousness, so, you know, that that you did it, so we're gonna let you in. So something like that. So you know, you have a pure devotee, and a pure devotee says, Krishna, accept them. If they do this, and we're like, okay. So that's how we see it, and that's how we understand our connection with Prabhupada. And if Prabhupada will ask Krishna to bless us, 
we'll be blessed. If the pure devotee will ask Krishna to bless us, we'll be blessed. If the pure devotee is pleased, we'll be blessed. Uh, that that's one of the big takeaways from this story. Um, another um, another example of this is interesting. In the story of Dhruva Maharaj, eventually, a airplane from Baikunta, Baikunta Airways, I guess it's called, came. Baikunta Universal, Baikunta Transcendental Airways came for him. And in the story. It was his, initially his mother who guided him to go to the forest and meditate. So she, he took her as his guru. And so when he's mounting the plane, he's thinking, but my mother, what about my mother? I want her to go back to Godhead. And, and he was thinking that way. And then after he was thinking that way, he expressed it. And the Vaikuntha, the Vaikuntha Dudas, the, they said, don't worry, she's getting on another airplane. It was already fulfilled just because he wanted it. So that's the that's the nature of Krishna. For the pure devotee, he just thinks of something and Krishna fulfills it. That and and Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur said that, that this is what Krishna likes to do most. He likes to fulfill the desire of his devotees. And you're thinking, Yeah, but I always wanted a Mercedes Benz at a Tudor house and all I live in is in a stinking little apartment. And I have to take the underground. You know, what's going on here? And it's, you know, because if Krishna gave you the Mercedes and Tudor house, you'd never come to the temple. That's what's going on. But when you become a pure devotee, then it's like sky's the limit. Krishna just, he knows what you want. And, um, and that's it. So, so Dhruv is thinking, what about my mother? It's done. She's on the other plane. She's, uh, you know, it's like just by thinking about it was done. So that's amazing. And then uh, one other thing that's amazing, and then we can take questions, is that Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur said that how does Krishna know where to give mercy? Does, does Krishna just give mercy? And he said, and this story um, verifies this, he said, the devotee points this way, mercy to this one. And Krishna says, okay, mercy to that one. Devotee says, mercy to this one, mercy to that one. And there's a verse that says, glorious is the master who never gives up the servant, who will pull him back by the hair no matter what. So, you know, I think a big takeaway for us is that we should always be merciful because if we want to help someone, Krishna will show mercy. And if we just say, oh, forget that one, you know, they're, they're this or that, let them, you know, just do whatever. No, we, we, we want to be merciful. And also to all the people who aren't Krishna conscious, who could be if we are a little more merciful. Because if we pray, Krishna, help them, Krishna will do it. Uh, I did a teacher training in Mayapur many years ago. And one of the things we talked about was pray for your students. Pray for them. And we're right now with Kirtan London, we're doing a course, a six-week course. It's once a week. And we have some of the devotees helping. And each devotee has a group of people that they're mentoring. And I tell them, pray every week, every day. Pray for your students. It's powerful. It, it can make a huge difference. So I think we're seeing that from this story of Narada Muni, that where you put your mercy, Krishna says, okay, it's going there. And and um, obviously we saw that with Prabhupada. 
And uh, one of my godbrothers, Abhi Ramprabhu, was saying that when Prabhupada got on that boat, boat he was he was about to do something. I forget the words he used. He used a word, the perfect word, and I can't remember it. But basically, to paraphrase, he was about to do something that basically, yeah, I think he said it was doomed. It was doomed from the get-go. It's like it couldn't happen. It could not happen. There was no way it could happen. It was doomed. <laughs> but Prabhupada was on the boat praying. What was he praying? Krishna, can you help them understand this? And what happened? They understood it. And one of... Um, after Prabhupada left, we all felt as disciples like something's missing, like something is not there. And uh, one disciple of Prabhupada's godbrothers, he said, you know, he was always praying for you. He was here. I mean, not that he's not praying for us now, but he was here on this planet praying for you. And that's what you feel missing. That because that person is praying for you, you have this force under you. So... Uh, I think that's that's really important to understand, and I think it's really important for us to do in our in our seva. And I think that's a big thing we can learn from this story of Navakavira Mani Griva, the power of the mercy of a pure devotee. So I'm going to stop. I actually stopped in time. I actually stopped before time. So is that true? We have 15. Well, now we have up till. What time is it? It'll be 7 o'clock your time. We have up till 7 for questions? Okay, yeah. Um, I, yeah, that's good. Um, before I forget, uh, I often forget, but I have a website, mahatmadas.com. And on that site, we have some classes. We have put up some classes on forgiveness. And we're just about now to, to develop um, support for your japa and support for other things. And that's all in the works right now and I think I just want to advertise that it's, it's we're, we're developing a support site for devotees in different areas but if you go to my website you can check out from there my SoundCloud Facebook and so forth and I do classes every morning at 8 except Tuesday and weekends and we have daily videos you can sign up for also or see them on Facebook that's, I'm, that's my ad which I always forget to do so I did it now I'm not good at promoting myself. It feels weird, but I think you'll benefit from these resources, so that's why I do it. Okay, so how are we going to take questions through the... You, wanna, you want to... Uh, yeah. You want to uh, speak your questions? Yes. Unmute yourself, raise your hand, get called on, unmute yourself, put them in the chat. Uh, so, so far, we only have one question. Um, okay. So... We can start with that one. Hopefully, others come along. Otherwise, you can always share more things. Um, you can put it in the chat, or you can raise your hand. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever devotees like to do. Um, so, is the, is the question in the chat? It is in the chat. Uh, I'm just trying to find. And if you're on Facebook and you have questions, is someone monitoring that? Uh, Kavinpuru. If you could check on Facebook as well. I can have a look on Facebook as well. There's one month. Yes, I think somebody called Mina has just raised their hands. Okay. Let's, yeah, so if you have... Uh, okay. Let's let's uh, answer the one that's already there on the chat and then we can go to Mina afterwards. Is that okay? Okay. Okay, great. Um, I don't see it. You want to read it for me? Yeah. 
So you mentioned that the last, um, like the piece of rope was I think from Mother Yashoda and this devotee was asking that she heard from somewhere else that it was from Shrimati Radharani. Um, yeah, it may be in different yugas happened that way. Because, well, well, there's also the story that Radharani bound up Krishna also, so that may be getting confused. But uh, a side point is Nanda, you know, Nanda sent Jasoda away. Why did you tie up my son? This is bad. Go. And then Nanda took the rope off, and then all of a sudden, when he took this rope off, it manifested that unlimited rope <laughs> that he that she tried to tie him. So, you know, in this Leela, in these Leelas, anything happens. But I don't know if you're conflating those two Leelas, or it could say it could happen differently in different Yugas. Um, but that's how I've understood it. It was uh, it's been told to me. It was her. She was tying her hair with it. But when Nanda took it off, it was all the ropes. So, you know, that's of course another major instruction: mercy versus effort. But um, you probably already talked about that in the last pastime, mm-hmm. but. It's such an interesting thing because you you don't you don't. It's such an interesting thing because you don't think effort and mercy go at the same time. You think they're contradictory. They're not. Krishna wants to see. Krishna's ready to give you everything, but he wants to see. Are you ready? Do you want it? And will you work for it? That's okay. Mina, you had a question. You want to un. You want to un. Mute yourself. I think I think uh, your class is wonderful, very nice, so inspiring. Thank you, thank you. But like you know, sometimes like not many times when you chanting, like I chanting, like you know, I'm chanting, I cannot focus. Like when your mind is wondering, like still I I can't uh-huh. think that I'm not doing proper my round because I cannot focus sometimes. On yeah. Like, um, you know what you should do mm-hmm. tomorrow at seven thirty. Well, Jai Radhe, there's a class we're we're doing a Japa session tomorrow. I think for the devotees in Birmingham. Hold on a second, because we're going to talk about this. I just want to look. Um, tomorrow, Iskan Birmingham at noon, is going to sponsor me. Well, I don't know if we're talking about Japa there, but I'm not sure. I have to check. But there's another one. No, Pastimes of Vrindavan, Temples of Vrindavan. No. At at 12.30 tomorrow, your time, I'm going to answer your question in an hour, in an hour talk. So, Jairate, do you have that do you have that um, info? It's uh, if you don't, we will get it to you. Is it practical tips to improve yeah, Japa? Yeah. It's called yes, uh, seven thirty. She'll put it up. So if you can watch that, it'll answer your question better than I can an- answer in a few minutes. But if you want a quick answer, here's the quick answer. Mina, find the switch that turns off your mind. 
figure out where that switch is and hit that switch before you start chanting jumping. And I will elaborate on that tomorrow. We can't hear you. You're muted. How how I can like you know you said classes tomorrow, but how can I can attend? From where I can get the link or? Well, it'll be on the chat. Check out the chat. We're putting it in the link right now. Sorry. Yeah. What did you say? Sorry, I did not hear. Like what what was the answer you said? It's going to be at twelve thirty, and Jairati is going to put it in the chat soon. From there, I can. I think it's on. Thank you, Prabhu. So you can, you can, anybody, you're all welcome to attend it. But um, for now, for now, the answer is find the switch to turn off your mind, and. You'll be fine. But if you don't find that switch, when you chant japa, you will travel through the universe. Everywhere and anywhere but Krishna's lotus feet. Okay. Practical tips moved Sunday. Do you have a link there, Jai Radhe? You have a do you have a I don't have the ex exact password for that. If she doesn't have it, then after we end class, we'll get it and we'll put it up. I have the Zoom number, but I don't have the password written out. And so, okay, we have any other questions? Uh, no, we don't have any other questions. Um, so, if any devotees have any other questions, um, feel free to raise your hand. And we checked, uh, there were no questions on uh, either Facebook or YouTube. And... Okay, we've got somebody asking, Prabhu, you mentioned that Krishna ultimately blessed Nalakuvera Manigriva due to the wishes of Narada Muni. Okay. And yeah, this question is half... <laughs> It's half written. <laughs> well, in the meantime, while we get the other half, here is the Zoom ID for the class on Japa tomorrow. And uh, you're all invited. And when in doubt and you don't know a password, there's a good chance it's 108. Just in case you didn't know. Okay. Um, okay, we got a question from Julie. Sorry, Mr. Delia, Julia. Thank Jolie, sorry. How can one... Do genuine, sincere forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, there's a nice answer. How could one not do it? You could meditate on that. Because if you don't do it, you're going to hurt yourself and everybody else. Um, you know, one answer is, how can you do it? Um, be compassionate. I mean, look at look at the lives of all the devotees. It's all it's all about compassion. It's not about enmity. It's not about vengeance. It's not about getting back. I mean, look at we just look at this story. You know, Narada Muni could you know if Narada Muni was was uh, Durvasa Muni, then there would have been trouble for an Alakavira Muni Griva because Durvasa Muni is a manifestation of Lord Shiva, and he gets very angry. And when you get angry, you curse. You get back. 
So really resentment is, it's, there's no place for it in Vaishnavism. It's not what Vaishnavas do because it's all about vengeance, getting back. And when you meditate it on that way and, and you look more at, in terms of how I should live as a devotee rather than what this person deserves or doesn't deserve, it becomes more about living properly, doing the right thing than calculating who won the game and who deserves what. And if we're going to you know, look at who deserves what, that's called material life. And if we're going to look at how to bless people and how to help them and how to be compassionate, that's Krishna consciousness. It doesn't, doesn't mean they didn't do something wrong and it doesn't mean you have to have a relationship with them. But it means that you want to act. You want to act in the way that's proper for a Vaishnava. And I don't want to compromise Vaishnava behavior in the name of something practical like this person deserves to be punished. Maybe they deserve to be punished, but you shouldn't punish them because you hate them. You should punish them to help them or to protect other people from something they may do to hurt them, but not because you hate them, uh, not because you resent them, not because you need to get back at them, because that's not Vaishnavism. And if we do that, then we're, we're just coming down to the level of the crime that was committed against us, the abuse that was committed against us. Then we're coming to that level, to retaliate on that level. You know, two kids are fighting, right? And one kid hits the other, and then the other kid hits back, and then the parents stop it. And the kid says, well, he hit me. And the parent says, yeah, but you shouldn't hit him back. So that's what we tell, you know, five-year-old boys, right? So what do we have to tell adults? Adults, the same thing. Well, he offended me, yeah, but just don't offend him back, because then you, you degrade to his level. So that's a that's but you can go to my if you go to my website or you go there's a link here that she gave it you can go to my forgiveness I have two courses and if you're dealing with resentment and it's and you need help these courses are really good and and the courses are good in general just to to be able to deal with you know how to process feelings that aren't Krishna conscious and not act out on them how to control emotions and take responsibility it's really good for that so okay. Thank That's you. my recommendation. I hope that helps. Hope we don't have helps. a lot of lot of time to answer it in detail, but that's a basic summary. We have anything else? Yes. So we got the rest of that question. So I'll just read out from the beginning. Okay. Okay. Prabhu, you mentioned that Krishna ultimately blessed Nalakure Manigriva due to the wishes of Narada Muni. Thus, it seems that more of our effort. Yeah, more than our effort, what we require is the causeless mercy of a pure devotee, as Nalakuvera Nal Manigura weren't even aspiring for pure devotional service. <laughs> or yeah. did they in their past deeds enable them to meet Narada Muni in the first place? Well, sometimes I ask myself the same question because the not the first L.A. temple, but the first L.A. temple was only up a short time and they found the next temple. Well, that was six blocks from where I grew up, the, the home I lived in for the first 19 years, 18, 19 years of my life, was six blocks from where I grew up. And then I went to university, and it was also about six blocks from where I grew up, from where I was living. And I, I think the same way. Well, what did I do? And I don't, I don't think we can, we can say it's all one or the other, but we can definitely say, no matter how 
sincere you are, if you don't have the mercy of a pure devotee, nothing can happen because the main cause of bhakti is the pure devotee. And when Prabhupada was asked this question, he just said, he said, you know, why did you, why do people take it up? And he said, because they're intelligent. <laughs> he never said because they're pious, which is interesting because that's usually what the Shastra says. Well, if you have piety past sangskaras, you'll take up bhakti. And it seems like that, you know, when people join. But I think Prabhupada wanted to make the point that anybody can take it up. So the mercy of the pure devotee is definitely necessary. And this story is unique. It's kind of like Kripa City. And Prabhupada said, you can't count on Kripa City. You have to do something. You know, it's like, you could get the university degree, you know, in the mail for not going to university because you wrote an amazing book. But don't count on it. Better go to university if you want the degree. So I think that's that's how we understand it. And if you want mercy, you will get it. But you have to be somewhat qualified for it by your action. And you have to show Krishna you want it. And you show by your prayers, by your sincerity, by your desires, by your efforts. And then Krishna says, okay, I can see you want this. And I can see you can never get this on your own. I have to help you. There's no way. You'll never do it. But you keep trying to do it like you can, knowing that you can't, that only Krishna can do it for you. That's how it works. So I think this story just underscores the power of the mercy and how it can be given to anyone of any condition. But I don't think we should take it as a principle that you know we should just wait for it. Like my daughter said, you know, go out, go find a girl, get high, and go, you know, go on a river, jump naked in a river, and wait for Narada Muni to come. You know, wait for Prabhupada to show up at the Morning Star. Yeah, but you know, all those people that Prabhupada showed up for at the Morning Star were, you you know, they wanted to be devotees. You know that. And we could say, you know, Nalukavir and Manigri, but at heart, wanted to be pure devotees. And so that's why it happened. That's how we'd have to look at it. And for random people that don't want, they'll have to learn life after life how to do it. It's going to take time. Okay. Thank you. We've just got one other quick question, if that's okay, Mahatma before we wrap up. Okay, if I can do it in two and a half minutes. We'll try. Um, I hope for hope I, I hope it's a simple question. Um did the two demigods, so it's from anonymous person. Um did the two demigods go back to Godhead or did they have to return to the planet? Uh they went to their planet. That's uh, Krishna told them, Go back to your planet, your parents are waiting for you. You You've been gone a quiet you've been gone a while. I'm not sure they know where you are. Go back, and he said, "You'll have, you'll go back there, and there'll be no obstacle. You'll engage in pure devotional service. Everything will be good." And you see that sometimes, like you know, I think, "Why are they going back there?" Uh, maybe there's some desire to be there, or Krishna feels that's the best place for them, and they can spread pure bhakti there. And Krishna bless them. You'll, you'll, you know, remember Vrindavan and pure bhakti. So yeah, that's where they went. I guess they wanted to go there, and you know, their parents will be surprised at the change. Or maybe his father needs him, you know, to count money. I don't know. <laughs> Hare Krishna. Yeah, that's the answer. That's the answer, Mr. Anonymous. Kuvera needed him to help him manage the treasury, so he's going back to do service. Okay. Somehow, he's, he, I think my impression always was they wanted to go. Krishna knew they wanted to go, so he said go, and their parents want him. 
Okay. It's okay. They're immune now. They're 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 fine. Okay. I would like to stay with you longer, but I have another class to prepare for that I'm not entirely prepared for. So, um, I'm going to have to say goodbye in separation and cry because I can't stay any longer. But it was good to be with all of you, and I hope you learned something. And Hare Krishna. Thank you, Mahaprabhu. To all of you, to all of you. Nice to see you. And to you too. Um, so on behalf of the ISKCON London Virtual Retreat team, we'd like to thank you so much for sparing some time for your busy schedule to give us uh, this wonderful class. It was definitely insightful that you broke it down, but you really brought out, I found towards the end, like the causeless mercy of a pure devotee and how that we should be so grateful to Prabhupada of what he's done for us, particularly the chani of just 16 rounds and uh, yeah, just something to meditate on. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Um, I will. We will now unmute everyone. So everyone, please turn on your video so that you can uh, give your warm wishes and Hari Wolves to Mahat Prabhu for this wonderful class. So please, um, yeah. Turn on your video so I can see your lotus face. Turn on your videos. Yes, please. <laughs> all, I see is, all I see is names. We're, Thank you we're very much. Haribo, 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 I'm going to ask for your ask for your blessings to take your leave. I've got to prepare for a very difficult cl class I'm giving tonight. You'll all be asleep, but I'm giving, but it's difficult, and so. It's giving a very difficult class tonight. Yeah, difficult topic. The most difficult topic I've ever. Yeah, it's not difficult okay. to you, Prabhuji. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Maybe not difficult for me, but it's a difficult topic. <laughs> Nothing's it difficult. Needs, <laughs> it needs preparation. Yeah. Okay. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna.